Casey. Hey, Jacob. I got a question for you. What's that? What do a magazine writer's test of one guy's tolerance for over-the-top behavior and the high-stakes and hilarious con game of a mother and daughter have in common? I don't know. Well, let's find out, shall we? Because this week, I watched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And this week, I watched Heartbreakers. And now it's time to make The the Movie movie Connection. And here we go, we are starting. Hi there, everybody. My name is Jacob, and I'm here with my sister. Casey. And this is the podcast, The Movie Connection, which is a podcast where, you know, in an effort to broaden our individual movie horizons and, you know, just a way to stay connected during this craziness that is everyday life, uh, (laughs) we have decided to assign each other movies to watch every week, you know, usually that we haven't seen before. And then we watch them, and we... Uh, meet up to discuss them and review them and then we try to find out is there anything that connects these two different movies right any connection it's really hard sometimes sometimes it's a bit of a it's a bit of a thinker lately though we've been on a roll where it's like oh this is working out nicely yeah it's like we're in sync yeah it's almost not the boy band yeah N uh N pound sign no not pound sorry N star sign uh <laughs> sync. <laughs> yes. Uh oh goodness yeah back when the hashtag was called the pound sign ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> not no, no. anymore. No, we fucked that up. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> thank you for joining us, man. We got some interesting movies this week. Um, we, we are did. It was you know, pretty fun. having some fun uh, getting uh, we're back in the groove of rom-coms like last season was especially near the end rom-com city and now we're back at what we know best rom-coms well what Casey knows best rom-coms. that's right um, so yeah how to lose a guy in 10 days I mean this is uh, this is a staple of the rom-com um, especially the McConaughey yeah. era yeah, I would say that this is a rom-com cult classic. Wow. Um, that, wow. We have our that own. much of a. Y- yes. A hundred percent. Like so many people love this movie and go back to it, even though if you watch it objectively, it's not a great premise and it's very predictable, but that's part of the charm. Yep. Yep. Um, You know, there's like probably five, maybe 10, like, classic rom-coms that everybody goes back to and this is definitely definitely one of them right so you're saying like hudson yeah go on oh sorry i was gonna say kate hudson and matthew mcconaughey have like nothing but love for this movie too which makes it fun too. that's great to hear um yeah that's awesome to hear so really so you would rank this so this is this would uh be included in the top 10 you think uh rom-coms of all time or within let's say maybe the past uh, two decades three decades well so the thing about it is i think it's like a cult classic okay. so i don't think i would like rank it into go. like my top not with when harry like met sally best. or anything no okay no yeah. and those are not cult classics those are just fucking classics, yeah those are right? yeah yeah exactly that's what i'm <laughs> so saying we've got a difference but yeah. this one is like one that you go to and you're gonna rewatch it and it's fun to rewatch every time right and it's just like a you know quirky yeah kind of weird kind of fun weird. movie to watch and it's uh again the 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 thing that a rom-com depends on is your leads. Like, they have to have the charm. Because, beca- because especially yeah. at this point, that the rom-com is so uh, tired and, like you know, uh, uh, formulaic. Early, Yeah, and early 2000s, too, we were just on a roll of making rom-com after rom-com after rom-com. And if you look at movies that are coming out now, we have very few rom-coms that come out, you know, and if they do, it's usually like a dramatic romance movie. Yeah. It's not really that rom-com formula or Apatow, Um, like, you know, other than, or what? Or Apatow, Judd Apatow. He kind of, yes, he's the one I, 
I had the question watching this. I was like, did Judd Apatow ruin the rom-com? It's like, I, I don't want to say that. He did. He, he shifted it, though. Like, he took, like, the rom-com yeah. shifted with the Apatow thing. Uh, knocked up. Yeah, totally. Like, that's where it... To- totally, totally. Like, yeah. Yeah, and to me, that is way more of a comedy than it is a romance, right? Yeah. Right. This is like that weird middle, which is like kind of quirky, kind of funny, not over the top funny, not, yeah, and not over the top romantic either. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like that weird middle ground, huh. and not a lot of movies hit it anymore, True. which is fine. They never did well with critics. Like this one only yeah. has a forty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, really? See, yeah, we talk about like, this every it, time with rom-coms, you know? Just no love. Yeah. No love from critics the critics. are so harsh on rom-coms. Yeah. But the thing about this movie is is that it did really well for itself. Oh, like, really? So it was successful? Yeah. Damn, okay, good mm-hmm. to know. Wow. Did not look did not look that closely, so that's good to hear. So sure, good. sure. Yeah. I've, yeah, and I hear it come up. So interesting. It's And, yeah, it... It really is an agreeable movie like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it is. It is the Matthew McConaughey of rom-coms. You know, maybe not. not. <laughs> um, all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really do it this time. Like, not that I no, noticed because, you know, you 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 <laughs> you're you're looking for it now. You are. Yeah, mm. totally. Um, and then we got Heartbreakers, which again, you know what? I would include Heartbreakers in this cult classic thing you mentioned. Like, not a rom com yeah. though, kind of a rom com. It's not, but it sort of is. Kind yeah, of. yeah. It's a mix kind between of. like a con artist movie and and a rom com. Yeah, exactly. I want to say, see, it's more of a con artist movie. Totally, um, totally. But uh, yeah. I got like I was thinking about Hustlers a lot while I watched it, Hustlers. which is that one that came out with um. Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Ah, night. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there, and some called it uh, <clears throat> a remake or an update of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which was this sure. '80s '70s movie. I want to say with Michael Caine and uh, Steve Martin. Um, oh, what a com- <laughs> right! Like what a combo. Yeah. Um, and it works. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Com- you know, of the Steve Martin, uh, Steve Martin era of comedy. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty good stuff. And Michael Caine, like can't get enough yes love him um well now without further ado what do you say we get into these movies and i think it's my turn to start it is so so in your own words i'm gonna talk about how to lose a guy in 10 days i'm I'm gonna talk about the movie how to lose a guy in 10 days i'm not gonna (laughs) tell you how to lose a guy in 10 days but Andy will, and Andy, played by Kate Hudson, works for Composure Magazine, one of those gossip women's interest magazines. And Andy is the magazine's how-to girl, when she would like to be publishing more thought-provoking material. For Andy's latest piece, she is tasked with the subject of what not to do when seeking a long-term relationship. An opportunity to show women it doesn't matter how attractive you are, there are deal breakers for guys too. The title of this vicious article, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And it just so happens the guy who takes an interest in her, Ben, played by Matthew McConaughey, is on a mission of his own to get a better position at his ad agency. He is determined to prove he has what it takes to get a woman to fall in love with him in 10 days, no less. So, now these two morally questionable people are stuck in a weird uh, game of love chicken. Andy doing all she can to be undesirable, like baby talk and random crying and being vegetarian? (laughs) I guess. Uh, While Ben tries to maintain his composure long enough to convince his boss he can be in charge of a big client. Big diamond client. Of course, uh... As, as time goes on, real feelings start to seep in, and uh, and both Ben and Andy are wondering if 10 days will really be the timeline for this blossoming relationship. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. McConaughey. Uh, I, McConaughey. What a guy. Yeah. Yeah, he... I mean, we'll get... Let's, let's do some Q&A. Are you ready? All right. I think, yeah, we, we kind of... T- set it up already nicely um yeah 
Good. Um, so did you think that Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson had good chemistry? Yeah, no, really good chemistry. Um, you know, so uh, I've only dipped my toe in the McConaughey era of rom-coms at this point. Because um, my first introduction was, I guess, uh, The Wedding Planner. That was kind of the first big one mm-hmm. for me. And uh, and then so now this one. And now, wait, did this come out before or after? After. Wait. After. Ah, uh, you know, yeah. I think it was after. I think it was after. 2003. Hmm. 2001 is when The Wedding Planner okay, came out. Okay, so this is after. Um, and kind of, and it's nice cause it is a different character. I was thinking that I was just going to get McConaughey every time with it. Like, you know, that he was kind of more one dimensional back then, but he's, you know, he was always a pretty decent actor, I guess. Cause this is definitely a bit different from his pediatrician, uh, type character from, uh, uh, the, the wedding planner, wedding planner. um, bit different like definitely because now he's being more of an ass like more the egotistical type Uh, he is and you know i find him more charming in this one (laughs) yeah isn't that crazy (laughs) yeah for sure um and part of it it's also it's crazy because i love his moment the 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 takes of him like wanting to like just like punch a wall or something or somebody (laughs) But not being able to and showing restraint, like, he does that so well. Um, he does. And, uh, yeah, but their chemistry as a whole, like, I thought it really worked. And it turns out, I guess, they reunited later on in the movie, which I now want to see. Um, Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold, yes. Yeah, you it's seen not it? as good. It's not as good. And, yeah, yeah. But it's still fun. Mm-hmm. That one's about a divorced couple that oh. they're hunt, uh, treasure hunting together. So shenanigans okay. occur. Shenanigans. Okay. And it's so fun, it is for a sure, but it's hard it is a, a rom com though. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well that's awesome. And you know <laughs> it's what? It's a trope that I don't like as much. I never like it as much when like couples get divorced and then they like, fall back in love in a rom com. That's never my favorite thing. I think but, yeah. You know. I feel you on that one. Similar to uh was it Bounty Hunter? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of... Ha- With yeah. Gerard Butler and Jennifer Aniston. Yep. That Not w- a great movie. Yep, and that that <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way, too. I think I... Yeah, I feel you on that, you know. Now, I'm wondering, are we going to be getting that with the Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum movie? No, wait, they're oh, not divorced. I, I get, Never mind, I guess, yeah. I can't wait for that movie. I want to see that shit. <laughs> oh, I am excited if I'm... See, that is, like, maybe going to be a really good new rom-com. Maybe, yes. Because yeah, Sandra Bullock... Yeah, like, I'm always looking for it. Yep. And uh, Channing Tatum, I could take him really... He's He's got he's got his moments. Like, I definitely, yeah, liked him in stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I used to write him bad. off, but he's got, he's got some good stuff. He does comedy really well is the thing. Like, yeah. He's really funny, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. So, uh, but no, chemistry was uh, off the charts. It was believable. It yeah. was working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something about them, like, almost hating each other a little bit is good, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, yeah. And it was just weird. The the weird cat and mouse game, game that has to go on. Again, there's a Shakespearean quality going on here where it's like, they know something the other doesn't, and like we yes. know they know, uh, but you can't show it off too much because at that point a real person would be like, "What are you? What are you, what are you doing? What was that? What was what? That face you made? Like, what? Wait, is this a fucking like you know? <laughs> is this a setup?" <laughs> um. So, what do you think, in your opinion? What was the most wacky thing that Andy did to Ben to try to get him to break up? break up with her i mean the baby talk just in general like would just be it's like why nobody does that and i get like i don't know i guess some people like that kind of thing but as a kink not as like like don't do that shit in public (laughs) um so in front of his friends that she just met yeah that almost was too much and then uh getting a pet within the first few days like that's it's a bit much. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. Like if you look at this with a critical lens, 
you know, um, obviously most people who are with somebody for a week aren't going to do all of these things, but a lot of girls that I know have done stuff like this within the first three months. Yeah. And so I think she's just trying to condense it, you know, push it. And she's really just trying to get him to break up with her. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, the baby talk just, is almost a deal breaker off the bat where it's just like, okay, I don't think I can do this. I um, think that if I was in his position, the weirdest thing for me would have been the baby album. Oh, yeah. Which... Oh, my God. <laughs> and yeah, his face through that whole thing was interesting. It's, like... it's so good. Because and, like, he didn't go over the improvised. top. Like some people would mug too much where it's like big eyeballs and stuff. But no, McConaughey just like has to well, take it in that stride. was his real reaction because she did that right um without without it being in the script and then she like improvised <laughs> that and he was definitely so surprised but just went with it she told the director that she wanted to do yeah. that and he was all for it but matthew didn't know right um you know he thought that they were going to be talking and then the phone was going to ring oh which it did but you know they like <laughs> made that happen just a few minutes later that's um, funny but like yeah his his reaction to that was he priceless. seems like he's the one that's got it like i'm impressed with his improv skills then because it feels like with makane it's almost i wouldn't where it's like you'd be nervous that eh, maybe he's not gonna be able to match it but no <laughs> he does pretty good he no. does pretty good because he's a genuine um, reactor and that's what you really need that's so true that is so true yeah when she made that line about um you can't watch Meg Ryan and not think of other girls. That was like an improv line as well. Now, is that and a dig really on Meg Ryan? Or is that saying I'm like you're really... thinking about Meg Ryan? Because I... I'm not really sure what it means. Yeah, um, I almost... Hopefully she's not digging on Meg Ryan. Because I almost mean. thought it's like you can't watch Meg Ryan without thinking of another woman. I took that as like, oh, as in Meg Ryan? You don't want to be thinking about Meg Ryan even though she's right in front of you? That's... <laughs> kind of right. fucked up kate if that's what it's she's fucked saying up, man. <laughs> <laughs> um do you think that andy and ben are jerks yeah i mean yeah <laughs> and that's okay like you know we i mean succession is one of the best uh tv series out right now americans love jerks yeah it's on hbo well it's everywhere i think but yeah um which is so interesting because then you have <laughs> In the same vein, like, Ted Lasso is a really critically acclaimed and popular show, and that's apparently on the other side of the spectrum, where it's like, oh, it's so heartwarming and, uh, yeah, uh, heartfelt and stuff. It's like, America, make up your fucking mind. <laughs> no, there's something for everyone here, yeah, okay? exactly, right. <laughs> um, right. Do you think that Ben and Andy would actually have a future, like... If the camera kept rolling oh, or yeah. we saw them in 10 years, do you see, think you get that they fool's would still gold. be together? Um, <laughs> see, yeah. And the, yeah, good uh, question. I don't think. Because the foundation is so. Yeah, it, it kind of ended on a really shitty note. Like, you know, it did kind of run its course. Maybe 10 days was was good, you know. Um, some people right. are lucky to get that, you know. Um, <laughs> That's true. But when you show your true colors, like they both finally did. Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kate Hudson, in an interview um, in 2020, she said that she thinks that they would be married with kids and miserable. <laughs> nice. Um, there you go. There you go. And, That's fair. And she thinks that um, Andy would have a really successful career. Though. Yeah. Which yes. I thought was nice. Good. Yeah. The opposite of <laughs> the previous era of rom-coms, which was like, nah, just get the guy. Just just get the dude. Just get the man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, awesome. awesome. So I like, I think she's on to something. <laughs> I think so, too. I'm like, you know what? That feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Good call, she, Kate. like, said that, you know, she wishes that they would have done a sequel, like, 10 years ago, oh. and it could have shown them, like, with kids and miserable and, like, with flourishing careers and then, like, trying to find their way back to, like, love, which mm. I like that story more than I like divorced yeah. and yes. separated, you know, like, it, it's different. Totes. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, doesn't exactly 
clamor it for a sequel, but yeah, but right. But if you were to do it, that would be the way to go. That would be fresh. It's too late now. Yeah. It's Far too, too late, late now. Don't do it, guys. Yeah. Please don't do it. Um, <laughs> okay, it's time for our favorites. Favorite questions. Favorites! I got to get this done. It's somebody out there, if you're listening and you can do something like that, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite performance? Um, I mean, you got to tie it up between uh, McConaughey and Kate because it was really good. But so also, good. so maybe... I'm toying with this idea of having us give favorite performance and then maybe honorable mention or uh Okay. I like that cuz half the time up. I have two. Exactly. So I think let's 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 softly start introducing this. Uh so so okay. we'll have favorite performance. So this way yeah, we can narrow it down to one and then you have your honorable mention. But uh just this time around I'll give it the tie between Matt and Kate, but then I really loved her boss. Um Oh shoot! And I, I, I know that actress. Come on, uh, she plays the aunt in uh, Jumanji, and she made the cameo in the new Jumanji movie. Yeah, there it is, Nora. Babe New Earth. There it is. Um, I thought she was really good too. She is. She's great. Yeah. And she's like such an unapologetic jerk. Yeah. And like did it, and again, not over the top, not too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was fun to see Catherine Hahn in this role too, right? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. That was weird, actually. I was like, no, this is not <laughs> Catherine Hahn. She doesn't play weak characters like this. She's the one. Yeah. She, you too? Yeah, I know. I guess so. It's crazy. She's, yeah, I love, this, I love her. Yeah. This was the first thing I ever saw her in. Damn, yeah. Um, so I really feel like I got to watch her grow yes. and change as a She blossomed and as an into... Actor. One of the funniest actresses. Yeah, she did. And now she's um, Agatha all along. <laughs> I love it. Um, favorite scene. Favorite scene. Um, I mean that you're so vain scene was pretty great. Yes. <laughs> um, they did so good at feeding off of each other and talking over each other and shit. Like it was really well done. Um, oh yeah i love it they yeah that was good shit and both of them unapologetically singing where it's not we're not trying to be great at it <laughs> it's yes. more driven by the emotion <laughs> it's pretty good yeah i love that scene so much and it always makes me want to listen to the song um every time i watch this movie <laughs> uh, uh what was your favorite quote so this comes from the sensitive gentleman at the movie theater now I'm going to go back inside and finish watching Sleepless in Seattle. Nobody screw with me. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it's a good goddamn quote. Like, who hasn't yeah. wanted to say that? It's like, watching Sleepless in <laughs> Seattle. Oh I my get god, the, so many times. I get the sentiment. Don't screw with me, man. I'm watching. Yes, I'm fucking crying. Yes. I hate you, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Meg Ryan is so good. Um, okay, so time to uh, would you rewatch and recommend? I don't know about rewatch. It's kind of long, actually. It's actually kind of long. Okay. Um, and it didn't have enough of the iconic moments for me to warrant a rewatch necessarily. Um, sure. I would recommend it though because I like you know that's an easy thing to do and especially. Um, those who like rom-coms, I would definitely recommend it. And those who, uh, maybe want classic McConaughey as opposed to dirty McConaughey, which was <laughs> what we're getting now. Um, yeah. Good. And what would you rate it out of five stars? So it, middle of the road. So I give it the two and a half. So it was just nice middle okay. of the road for me. Um, so it was still enjoyable, but it definitely, I, it had me checking once in a while. Um, checking the time yeah, once in a while. it is one of those things that is like a cult classic, and so it's like if you didn't watch it in its original runtime, I don't know how enjoyable it is later on. Yeah, because it doesn't age well, like super well. It's not a ter terrible aged movie, but like, no. we don't like single women out the same way that we used to in the early two thousand. And we don't idolize you know, this. And I uh, can tell 
yeah, we don't idolize that masculinity that's being depicted by McConaughey. It was very... That was the other thing. It's all very sitcom-y, uh, stereotypical stuff that we're depending on here. Fortunately, like, yeah. it's done with really good actors and pretty good everything else. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, so his things are games. Like, yeah, basketball games, cigars, poker, like, all the, yeah, all these very st- stereotypically masculine things. Yes, totally. So I wanted a totally. little, m- little more stuff, but, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yep. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. All right, so that wraps up that one. So let's move on to your movie, which is the uh, probably not well-known. I don't think a lot of people know about this one. I have never heard of it. Um, Heartbreakers. So tell me, Casey, in your own words about Heartbreakers. I know, I love that song. (laughs) I wish it would have (laughs) played. Missed opportunity. Agreed. Max and Paige are a mother-daughter con-scheming team. The way this works is Max cons (laughs) the wealthy men into marriage, and Paige seduces them into cheating. Then Max catches them and takes them for all they've got in divorce court. Mm. Uh, Max calls the shots, and Paige wants to go out on her own. Mm. But her mom cons her into thinking that they lost all their money, so they must perform another big stunt to keep them going. Mm. Paige meets an astronomy-loving bar owner and starts to fall for him, and when her mom finds out, she insists that they con him. (laughs) We gotta con (laughs) this bitch. (laughs) We gotta do it. I got an itch. I got an itch to scratch. I just, we got to con this man. (laughs) And then you didn't even mention the old geezer on the side we got going on. Let's talk about that a little bit. uh, (laughs) I forgot because it happens and then it goes away, doesn't it? Like it's kind of inconsequential because that was their original con was to con this, that old geezer who owns cigarettes or something like that. I mean, he loves cigarettes so much. He has to have something to do yeah. with them. Um, he yeah, cigarettes. I know. He like they like he died, and then they like and, put him in his bed, and I guess that it was fine. And then yeah, moved on. <laughs> like we quickly yeah moved on from that plot, um, which you know I, I I get it. He was kind of an asshole. Like <laughs> and yeah, well, he was gross. but so well played by uh, Gene Hackman, who played that guy. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. Because it was definitely, his character was like a pretty, I sort of was like, I want them to con him, kind <laughs> of. Especially after he he talked about like, oh yeah, we just made, we forced a bunch of nine-year-olds to smoke and now they're addicted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? God, yeah. Gene Hackman. And he's just yeah, such a good actor. I mean, he played Lex Luthor, so many good, uh, good roles throughout the years. R.I.P. Um, yeah, and then we got I mean Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver here. We got Jennifer Love Hewitt, which that was the one that I was t- had my head tilting like, what the heck? Um, me too. It was so weird uh, to see her with. Do you know what they wanted original casting wise? Mm, I heard a few different combos, but what are you what are you thinking? So their original want, and they couldn't make it happen. Um, but their original want was Jennifer Aniston to play Paige. Oh, okay. And Cher to play Max. Oh, that would have worked. It would have been weird, though, right? Yeah, Cher it would have been. It's, it's the same. It's the same level of weird we got going on here, though, where it's like yeah. Sigourney Weaver and Jennifer Love Hewitt. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Now. What do you know her from? Because I guess it had me having to kind of look back. I was like, what would have been the thing I got introduced to her from? And I what guess for me, it I had know. to have been, uh, uh, I know what you did last summer or whatever. I think it was the, the horror yeah. movie stuff. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, oh God, what else did I watch her in? Uh, Ghost Whisperer, but that was after this. Yes, yeah. Oh wow, um, yeah, I forgot about that show. Yeah, yeah I think that I think it would have to be like, yeah, her horror movies. And she's like, oh, and then of course, I mean, what are we talking about? We can't forget. Boy meets her- world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For real though. 
which she did great in. Like she does, she's actually a pretty good comedic actress. She is. She is a good actress. Um. So it was um, interesting. Like, yeah, she doesn't do a whole lot of movies. She's actually, I think she does TV now. Like, she's kind of the, uh, yeah, yeah. The client list was a, a little body show she's got going on where she plays a, sexy massage therapist. Ooh. Um. Awesome. Well, shall we get into the Q and A with this one? Let's do it. So. Um, first of all, like, we kind of touched on it. What did you think of the chemistry between Sigourney Weaver and Jennifer Love Hewitt? It was weird, but it worked. It's surprisingly worked. Like, yeah, it took some adjustment, like, but, but mostly it was just me getting hung up. It's like, why? This is so weird. Like, why, what is this? Yeah, um, no, it was totally weird, but it, it totally worked, I think. Yeah. Interesting. I think they played off each other really well, especially, like, when they would be fighting like the quips back and forth were really good yes see that's the thing is i think at the end of the day it was good writing so they could always fall back on that because yeah yeah there's quite a few good one-liners and zingers in here yes i agree um so this movie has moments of satirizing and playing with stereotypes associated with women and men does this qualify yeah. as a feminist or sexist movie? Hmm. It strikes a weird tone. It is like sort of an in-between. Because, you know, I think most feminists wouldn't like use their bodies that much to get ahead. Because that's sort of the opposite of what feminism is. Right. Um, They want to, you know, most feminists... Like, the goal of feminism is to be treated equally. Yeah. Um, so, no. But at the same time, I think anything where, like, there's women in the front of the, in the front view, you know, I think that it is, like, a feminist thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Anytime there's women that are, they star in this movie together, and they're not shown as weak. They're definitely no, shown as, like, no. strong characters. Well, that's, uh, So, yeah. in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what like uh, stands out to me is it's like it like whether they're uh, whether they're good or decent like portrayals of feminism. Like at the end of the day, I think this movie does a good job at showing like all men suck, like all men are jerks trope kind of thing. Where it's just like <laughs> yeah. nope, like nope, all men, like yeah, uh, kind of thing. Which I kind of appreciated to see where it's like good taking guys to task and like you know having fun with it does feel satirical because we're having fun with a lot of these stereotypes totally um totally while not condoning any of them because at the end of the day no you're supposed to think these men are ridiculous like all the all the men are yeah ridiculous stupid like yeah yes totally um so yeah i know it strikes a weird tone because it's like i'm like yeah this isn't feminist but it's not like it's not uh, <laughs> married with children. Um, right. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, what did you think of Sigourney Weaver's Back of the USSR cover? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to touch on it too much, but I think it was really fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. It, uh, random. Like again. Like there's a lot of fun moments in this movie. Is the thing like. Yeah, it always like it always is so weird to me when con artists in movies especially are depicted as like coming up with fake accents and stuff because I'm just like these people don't know you so you can just be American if you want. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) But for the sake of a movie, it's fun. But but, yeah, it totally is. It totally is. Um, Anne Hathaway does the same thing in the Hustlers movie. She like has a British accent. and she's definitely not british um (laughs) so yeah no totally um so we got jason lee here uh from did you watch that show uh my name is earl was that what it was called my name yeah my name is earl yeah um i watched probably like a season of it with mom and dad when it was first on Mm -hmm. um and it was kind of stupid and also kind of funny yeah um yeah but no not not much you know and uh, but you recognize this actor a little bit. He's been in stuff. He's also the voice of I Syndrome did. from uh, The Incredibles. 
That's cool. Yeah, I did recognize him, and I think he does a good job in this. Uh, so my question is, is he a believable romantic lead? I never would have cast this this guy as, like, a romantic lead. Now, he's been in Kevin Smith movies as, like, I mean, I guess you could say a romantic, but he's, you know, Kevin Smith movies, aren't, like, aren't, aren't your conventional romances and everything like that. So Jason Lee was always more comedic and acerbic and stuff like that. So... It's weird. It's weird for me to see him playing romantic lead. How do you think he did? Like, I found him to be very believable. Yeah. Um, especially like in the almost satirical way this whole movie is. Like he's a little over the top in some things. Um, and you know, but he ultimately is just like a nice guy that cares. Yes. And that's what you want in your in your rom-com lead and he is also a funny character in this um he has like some quippy one-liners that were really good too right uh so i found him to be very believable i liked him give me that or i put my foot up your ass how did you know i'm into that yeah (laughs) exactly good stuff um he's particularly reserved because i am used to jason lee from the kevin smith movies where he is just like yeah it's just He's the most quotable guy because of just how he delivers everything. And he's surprisingly reserved here where it's like, I like this guy. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Uh, And I like that he, like, I really like the scene where he shows her the stars. Like, that was very cute. Yes. Hell yeah. Very cute. Whose accent is better? (laughs) Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt's British or Sigourney Weaver's Russian? Uh, I I think Jennifer Love Hewitt. No, British. <laughs> no, come on. Duh. <laughs> neither were great. No, neither were great. Yes, yes, but Sigourney Weaver, like hers, was the kind of bad where it's just like, oh, thank God, bless her heart. <laughs> bless her heart. <laughs> and so thank bad. god this is a comedy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then just a simple are all men jerks like i mean i mean this movie kind of like <laughs> no, no i think yeah. this movie is like in that early 2000s it's another early 2000s movie where you know sometimes we were sexist to both sides yeah and, right, um, right and this one definitely it just depicts men as these like horny like sex addicts yeah yeah like <laughs> if easily they sex like they're just like oh i'm gonna cheat like yeah. you know i think that that like a lot of men would probably just be like no thanks yeah exactly <laughs> you know? right especially yeah sigourney weaver like she gets pretty cringy at times where it's just like okay well i mean he said no he's saying no <laughs> yeah yeah especially with uh what was his name yeah what was his name jason lee but yeah it was jack jack yes um, yeah especially with jack like and when she's trying to get him to put the sunscreen on her i was like he doesn't want to yeah right Don't make damn him. yes exactly <laughs> um and they do a really like ray liotta's character i think is the one who brings up the great moral like fucked upness of like what they're doing here right so i yeah, didn't include that scene, that's like her first hu- uh, the husband that we see her marry in the beginning right and does a pretty good job too that's ray liotta um he does a he does a similar role like this in a movie called something wild with uh jeff daniels and uh uh anyway no. <laughs> um really good movie though but anyway um yeah, I thought he did good. But he brings up, it's like, you realize how messed up this is? Like, you're playing with guys' feelings and this and that. I think they did a really good job at addressing it from all sides where it's like, it's like, you were going to cheat. It's like, yeah, okay, like, okay, yeah, I admit that was wrong. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, his character is interesting because, like, at first I just thought he was so slimy. Yeah. He does play a good slimy guy. Yeah, um, yeah good slimy guy but but he is a likable guy in the end like yeah i mean yeah you do kind of come around kind of... that surprised me yeah. i was just like i thought we were <laughs> done i thought he was gonna kind of be the bad guy of the movie if anything 
Me too. That is what I thought too, for sure. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so just interesting, interesting stuff. Um, all right, so shall we move on to our favorite questions? Favorites. <laughs> favorite performance. Uh, that's actually going to go to Jennifer Love Hewitt for me. Crazy good. Yeah. Of, she and does a, a really good job. And especially it's a hard character to play. Yeah. These two, I mean, Sigourney Weaver like does good too, but you're right. Like Jennifer Love Hewitt's kind of doing the heavy lifting a little bit here. Uh. Yeah. Cause we can see her struggle with guilt, which we don't really see the mom yep, do. Ever. Um, yep. and, and we see her like falling in love and like trying to hide it and you know like she has like a lot more depth to her character yeah um yeah so I and liked down it. to the I smoking her. like that was unnatural like she hates smoking and yet yeah that was interesting to see and again something that wouldn't carry over like <laughs> yeah don't have our lead smoking anymore <laughs> not cigarettes no, no. anyway <laughs> <laughs> damn millennials we're just ruining everything you know that's right all right, so favorite scene. My favorite scene was the back in the USSR scene. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> the whole thing of like her being pretending <laughs> to be Russian with this terrible accent, going to this Russian restaurant <laughs> with the guy and then paying the the server not to tell her date that she's not Russian. <laughs> Um, which, by the way, is the only time we see them her pay for anything in the whole oh, movie right. out of her own money. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And yeah. uh, and then like yeah, them them saying like, who wants to come up on stage? And her standing up at just the worst time. Right. Like oh, so. <laughs> and then and then singing that song, it was just golden. I love that whole thing. So good. And she just owned it. Like, I mean, Sigourney Weaver, like, not known for singing anything. Like, <laughs> no, she's great. <laughs> it's so good. Um, favorite line of dialogue. Yeah, my favorite line of dialogue is from Jack. Yeah. Um, it's when he says, everyone's a little irritable after they choke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he does the Heimlich on Jennifer yeah, Love right. Hewitt's character. And. Then she's like, you jerk. And she yeah, like hits him and right. she leaves. And he's yeah. like, oh, it's fine. Everybody's irritable after they choke. I'm just like, what? Oh, and yeah. And then we have those random awesome cameos from uh, fucking uh, Sarah Silverman and Zach Galifianakis before they were a thing. Yeah. Yeah. As the bar friends or whatever. As Crazy. the bar friends. Yep. That's um, true. That's a it's good shit. And then, uh, would you rewatch or recommend? Um, yes and yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's got rewatch appeal sure. for sure. Like I like to watch Absolutely. it for there's some like, giggles. Yes. And there's like a lot of one liners that I probably missed. Um, that will be fun to hear, yes. you know, totes. Um, and then, uh, out of five stars, how many stars do you give Heartbreakers? <laughs> I gave it a solid three stars. Nice. Yeah, solid. Yeah, yeah that's about fun. what I give it, I think. Like three, three and a half, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's really, really fun. Um, It's definitely an early 2000s movie, which none of those are going to get like a bunch of stars usually. Yeah. But, but really, it's solid. Really well written. Like it's also from the really same well written. same director as uh, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, which I can kind of I get that sensibilities going on. I he, love that. He handles female characters really well, like Romy and Michelle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, great. So that covers Heartbreakers. So we've covered both of our movies. So now I think it's time to talk about the connections between these two. Let's do it. All right. So, what do you got? Um, both invo movies involve women tricking men into dating them. Ah, yeah. And then the women ultimately falling in love with them. Yeah, both, yes, yep, yep, so, true. Um, both movies involve the men being tricked and still falling for the women as well. Yeah, yeah, um, damn. You know what, they're all, movies... they're the same movie, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, both movies are the early 2000s which you can really tell with the fashion and with the eyebrows 
Um, And uh, both uh, movies stereotype both men and women. Perfect. Yeah, I've had to touch on that. I'm glad, yeah. We got to touch on that. They are stereotypes, you know. Um, Yeah, both feature characters putting on an act for love or... uh, Yes. Or, sorry, putting on an act of love for personal gain. Um, Mm -hmm. Similar to what you're saying, both address male and female stereotypes. Uh, Both lean in on the tropes all men are jerks and all women are devious. Yes. Uh, Both feature leads doing covers of songs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's so true. And both have pretty ethically bankrupt protagonists. Like, again, like, what's what you can't think too much about is how ethical is it? Yeah. Mother and daughter. No, you can't. Like, no. You can't. I love that both of our Full favorite stop. scenes, too, by the way, were, like, the musical renditions. And I still didn't make that connection. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Also, like, do you think that Jack and uh, and Paige, like, stayed together? Like, she bought his bar back for him mm. and gave him his money back. But, like, you think that he just forgave her for all of this crazy <laughs> shit? Like, I, I was, like, waiting to see, like... Good question. And after, yeah, like a scene with them, but all we see is like, you know, um, no, we move on. Sigourney Weaver's character. Yeah, Sigourney yeah. Weaver's character. Interesting. Yeah, we don't really get closure for the others. I think they're. I think we're supposed to think they work out, and then, uh, I mean, I guess Sigourney Weaver and what's his face are gonna work out too in their own fucked yeah, up way. Yeah, they're gonna be married again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only thing they're gonna do is uh, chop cars. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. It's insane. <laughs> After this one more con, because now he's in on this this con with this, with her, the one who taught Trainer. her. Yeah. Yeah. Trainer. Played by Anne Bancroft. Really good actress. Um, and apparently yeah, this great. was her last film. And, you know, oh. solid movie, though. Like, you know, and solid yeah. performance from her. But, yeah. Um, awesome. Well, done with the connection. So now um, I think it is time for recommendations. Sure. All right. What do you got? I'm going to recommend Cougar Town, which is the show that um, Courtney Cox did after Friends. Oh, this? Oh, Cougar Town. Shit. Yeah, I have been watching it on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Um, It's actually so fun. Wow. And, like, the character that she plays is different enough from Monica that, like, you get to see another side of her acting. Um, it's a sitcom, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but it's good. Uh, and it also has the lady from Scrubs that was married to Dr. Cox. Oh, I can't wow. think of what her name was in that, but she plays her best friend. Oh. And they, like, play off each other really nicely. I really enjoy that. Awesome. So, it's just great. I like it. Sweet. It's a, it's an easy thing to watch, and you don't have to pay too much attention to, so that's kind of nice. Nice. And what's it called? Cougar Town. Cougar Town. Yeah. It was highly, re- Great show. highly recommended by Abed in the show community. So, I mean, it's got to be good. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's honestly great. Um, so I'm recommending uh, the show Peacemaker, which uh, stars John Cena. And this is the follow-up to my pick for best film of the year uh, for last year, which you know, Suicide Squad. Uh, so fucking good. Um, and it's the follow-up. I thought it was a prequel. It is not. It is a sequel. Uh, it's, yeah, Ooh. following the event. So, um, and John Cena, like, came out of nowhere. Who knew this guy could uh, act and uh, be funny as hell? Um, yeah. He's doing a really good job. The whole cast is doing great. And it's helmed by James Gunn, who is one of the most entertaining, creative people we've got in the biz right now and he might if they like it's smart dc like keep doing this like just just put him in charge of shit like you'll see you'll dig yourself out of this this rut you've been in (laughs) for real i'm really excited to watch it we haven't started it yet i kind of wanted to wait till all the episodes were out because there's only three out right now four now right four uh, okay yeah yeah you're lucky though because it could have been just one after the other um yeah but they released three at one time which was and that was actually the smart way to go to really get people hooked that's i like yeah to really end yeah yep 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 
So highly recommend that. You know, if you've got a recommendation of your own that you want to send us, or you know, maybe uh, movies to recommend, um, we're always on the lookout for those. Uh, you can send those our way via email at movieconnectionpodcast at gmail and uh, you can follow us on Instagram. We always uh, post stuff on that. Uh, you can follow us on that at Movie Connection. Uh, sorry, The Movie Connection. <laughs> uh, all one word. Or you can follow us individually. Me at Jacob Bean Watson. And me at Casey Schwartz. And we've got a Facebook, of course. Be sure to you know drop us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts if you would be so kind. I love to do reviews on Letterboxd, so I've got a link in the show notes if you guys want to check me out on Letterboxd. And uh, without further ado, I think it is time for us to assign each other the movies for next week. Yes. And next week, I think, what, uh, by the time that episode drops, it will be... Wow. Okay. Uh, by the time that episode drops, it will be February, the month that, you know... Uh, Black History Month, and also the month of love. So we're going to try to get some movies in that vein. So you got an overarching uh, connection maybe, but then we're going to have little connections in there too. So with that in mind, Casey, uh, what movie do you got for me next week? Next week, I'm assigning you Miss Juneteenth. Ooh, Miss Juneteenth. I have never even heard of this. It came out last year. Uh, it came out last year. Um, I'm not going to say much about it. I think, you know, I think you'll enjoy it. It's exciting. It's Juneteenth. Badass. Well, I'm assigning you a movie that also... Oh, it just came out last year? So I think the movie I'm assigning you also came out either last year or the year before. And it is called uh, Night in Miami. Or One Night in Miami. Perfect. And, and this... mine came out in 2020, so it was two oh, years okay. ago now, I guess, technically. Oh, okay. One night, night in... in Miami. One night in Miami. Yeah, and I think it's a Netflix original, I believe, and it has, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Burr, sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, really good stuff. All right, so Miss Juneteenth and One Night in Miami for next week. Hope you guys can join us. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.